You're listening to First Basel. Welcome to First Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candace Olushala, and <laughs> I know something that you don't know. I'm just kidding, but not, and I'll talk about it later. But first, I wanted to let you guys know that I have been visiting my family in sunny SoCal, and it's been so nice. I've been reflective out here. I have been processing the things that I want to do in my business, in how I want to move forward, in the things that I want to do, and just really soaking up time with my family. You know, spending time with my brother. He's always on tour. He's traveling often. Then my niece, she just turned one this past Sunday and just a bundle of joy to spend time with her in person versus through FaceTime and then spending time with my parents and my little brother. And it's been, it's just been such a great moment to step away from my day-to-day living in my home by myself because any introverts in the house, hello somebody, yes, space to myself. And it's, it's just been nice though to connect, connect with people that I love, even dear friends that live out here in Southern California. So man, if you haven't had that opportunity while things have been opening up more, especially since COVID numbers have been drastically down across at least the U.S. I can't speak for every country out there, but at least in the United States, if you haven't had that opportunity to really, really be with people the way that you need to, especially with like hugging, yo, Physical touch and quality time are my top two tied love languages. And the need for physical touch, non-sexual physical touch, has been so important to me. And while I'm thinking about it, if you want to listen to last week's episode on consent and non-sexual physical touch and healing from past trauma, I highly recommend it. Erica Scott did such a great episode unpacking their story. And so I highly recommend that. For myself, and I know several people out there have been struggling with this and trying to figure out what their new normal is with that need to be intimate with people in a non-sexual manner after two years of really being told over and over and over, distance, 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 distance yourself from other people. If you're still struggling with that, know that, hi, I'm Candace and I'm struggling too. So I I just hope that you find encouragement knowing that you're not alone in that. And it's it's time to go out there and hug somebody, y'all. Hug somebody. Still wash your hands. I'm not saying be nasty, but you know, stay, stay close. Be conscientious of where people are at. I don't care what side of the political plane you're on. Be considerate and reach out and touch somebody's hand. Hallelujah. Make this world a better place. Father God, 
if you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that's my little piece today for you. Just, you know, knowing that there's something to connect with. Now, that's not the episode, but what I wanted to talk about today has to do with that little something that you don't know. And I'm going to leave it a secret for now, but keep listening to future episodes so that way you get to kind of see what's going to transpire later. But I do want to talk on this episode because it has everything to do with what I've been processing out here in California. So today we're going to talk about starting afraid. (laughs) Guys, I've told you that I left my nine to five at the end of 2020 and it was great. People have asked me, are you scared? I'm like, no, but it's not entirely true. And it's hard to, it's hard to put it in words because I don't think the word I, the word that I'm thinking of is really a fear per se, but really like a, a hesitation and a curiosity not to not keep going after what I know I'm supposed to be going after, but it's just the, it, it feels so monumental to be moving towards something that I wasn't doing before. And when I say that, I mean, before I was in a pharmacy, before I was in academia, before I was studying sciences, biochemistry, pharma, uh, pharmacology, and being an educator really while also being educated through our, you know, our very <laughs> interesting uh, system of education, which there's a whole other episode for another day, y'all. Oh, Lord. But I then made this shift into something that's really been a part of me since I was a little girl. And that's really this content creation, speaker, coach, performer, comedian. There's so many facets of me. I, I'm really a multi-potentialite and I highly suggest going on TEDx or on the TED Talk website to listen to what a multi-potentialite is. But I, I see myself as that. And so to separate myself from the things that have grounded me in academia to really just pouring solely into my creative side. Nah, not solely. I shouldn't say that predominantly into my creative side, it's been an interesting transition. There's a lot of processing that's been going on. A lot of, man, like, am I doing this right? Did I, did I mess that up? Am I going to get in trouble? Oh, Lord. Like, I mean, taking it to the altar at the throne of Jesus's feet. Like, Jesus, help me. Like, I, I really... I, I'm excited for where I'm going. I'm excited for what I'm doing. I'm encouraged by the things that have already transpired for me. And yet there's one big thing that I've been hesitant to do. I won't share what that big thing is. And I'll let you guys know when it's finally a reality for others to be able to see and connect, I guess, if you will. But I, I've had to sit in this space and I've been wondering if I've been making excuses. Have I been just so overwhelmed by all the other things my brain is thinking I need to do that I've just not sat down and really made a good plan? What am I doing? Well, I have a friend 
who has been so encouraging. He's one of my best friends and he has been such a monumental part of my pointing out the things that have been holding me back and causing me to hesitate a bit. And I have another friend who's been managing me, who's been doing the same thing. And of course, my family, being open and honest with them with where I'm at, what I'm thinking, what I'm processing, and just asking for guidance and encouragement and for nudges. And let me tell you, the Lord has been nudging me too. I, not, I know not everyone knows the Lord or is, you know, a Christian that listens to my podcast. But for me, my relationship with God is my everything. And God has not been playing with me at all <laughs> in this venture. And so it's been really cool to see the support from multiple angles that I'm getting to push past that barrier and just give it a go. Those two friends that I spoke about, my the one of my best friends and then my manager, they, I, well, a couple Saturdays ago, I took some time during the Sabbath to just pray, process, write, draw, get creative in my mind and see if I could draw out what is the root of this hesitation that's preventing me from making this for me, really major step. By the end of the Sabbath, at the close of the Sabbath on Saturday night, it really hit me and I became overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed that I ended up texting my bestie and my manager and I sent them the same thing and was like, guys, (laughs) I'm scared. I'm scared of comparison. I'm scared of anyone who knows how to do these things better than me. I'm I'm scared. I'm overwhelmed. I I don't know what I'm doing and I recognized that that quote-unquote fear, if you will, wasn't coming actually from a space of real reality, but rather it was coming from an old mindset, a mindset that I never want to cater to ever again, but from my pre-wholeness and freedom years. It was this mindset that being compared to everyone else was going to make me look small, was going to make me look like I didn't really have anything to say, was going to make me look like a failure and that people want me to fail. And the pressure started to build inside of me, just recognizing that that's where I've been suppressing this hesitation to move forward. And so once it bubbled up to the surface, I could identify it and go, oh, I know exactly what this is and what I'm not going to do is drive a stake in it. And I'm going to share this with my friends. I'm going to tell them the, I'm going to tell them the emotion. I'm going to tell them the thoughts, but then I'm going to remind them that I know what I know is true. And this ties back to the episode where I talked about what is more important, your feelings or your thoughts. And what I touch on that topic is that what you know will always trump both. And so what I knew was that I'm called here for a purpose. I'm here to do what I've been set to do as this content creator, podcaster, life coach, paid speaker. And I, I, gotta, I gotta press forward. But let me address the emotions that are passing through my spirit. Let me address the thoughts that are clouding my mind 
and let me speak to the knowledge of what I know about those emotions and thoughts and allow myself to plant a stake in the truth versus in the things that are making me feel like the truth doesn't exist. And part of that was reaching out to the people that I knew would speak life back into me. So I sent these texts to one of my best friends and then my manager, and then I talked to my mom the next morning. The very next morning, because I went to sleep after like bawling my eyes out, <laughs> I woke up to this these two beautiful, intentional text messages from my friend and manager. And the way that they poured into me, Lord Jesus, I needed it. I was overwhelmed. In fact, I have read their messages so many times in the last week alone that I feel like these are going to be messages that I read for the rest of my life because I'm so grateful that they wrote it out for me to be able to lay eyes on it at any time and be reminded of not only who I am, but what is my purpose and why I have chosen to follow that purpose into this space, knowing that this will not always be where I am. I'm not always going to be this person trying to get the best sound quality, and I'm not always going to be the person who doesn't have the following that she wants. I'm not always going to be the person that people don't quite know completely yet, but I'm getting there. But you got to start. <laughs> you got to start afraid. You got to start nervous. You got to start somewhere. Just start. Start before you feel like you're ready. Because let me tell you, the, getting ready and getting ready and getting ready, there's always going to be something that you realize, maybe I should have done something else to get ready. But if you start... If you get the wheels rolling, if you get the juices flowing, if you get things coming out, that eventually you will get to practice in your in your improvement. You will get to point out the things that you want to tweak. But how do you do that unless you have your first go? Here's the thing. I love acting. I love theater. And I also love orchestra. I love music. And as a performer, as a musician myself, I know that the most important thing is the practice that you do. Pour into your practice. But as performers, we often have deadlines. We have concerts and we have compositions we have to finish for someone else's gig. Whatever the case may be, (laughs) hey, the show might have to go on. We might need to be able to perform because the show is on Tuesday, whatever. But the practice, how you pour into that practice practice time, how you recognize the tools and the skills that you developed over time prior to that very, very first performance, if you get multiple shows, if you get multiple orchestra concerts, choir concerts, singers, concerts, whatever, that first one is where you give it your all with everything that you know you can do. And that's always going to feel different than your rehearsal. Your rehearsal will prepare you, but the performance always feels different. 
And so once you get through that first performance, you get to debrief. You get to say, okay, this is what went well. This is what didn't go well. This is what I like. This is what I didn't like. This is the feedback that I got. And I got feedback in spaces that I didn't even think about looking at. That reaction was different than what I would have ever thought. But I'm glad I saw that. I'm glad I picked up on that. And now let me, let me put all this together so that way for the next performance, I can apply that. And know that not everyone is going to enjoy your performance. Not everyone's going to enjoy what you put into the world. Every industry has these moments. Every area has these moments. It doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, if you're a factory worker, if you are a physician, an engineer, an artist, it doesn't really matter. There's always the first performance. The work that you get to put in leading up to that first performance, the first performance really is still like a trial run. And you get to grow from there if you allow yourself to. Again, not everyone's going to buy a ticket. Not everyone that buys a ticket is going to enjoy it. But those that do, man, they'll support you. They'll be excited for you. In fact, you'll gain those early followers that'll be like, I've been a roadie since 1992. Yes, queen. Like, I mean, it's so cool to see when people follow your come up process in your in your baby stages and then when they see you become that full-fledged mature version of where what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go and who you're trying to be they appreciate that evolution because it also encourages them so all that to say if you're in a space where you're really struggling and I mean like wrestling in your spirit not knowing why you won't take that next step or even the first step, your first basso. Yeah, you've taken other bassos, but this one feels so heavy. Que pesado es. Go ahead and take that step. See what happens. Do it afraid. Do it nervous. Do it a little sweaty palmed and stinky armpitted. Because that first moment is probably going to be the hardest of all. And once you get over that hump, you'll learn, you'll grow. You'll look back in a few years, be all cringy at that first experience. And at the same time, so incredibly grateful because you wouldn't be where you are now had you not taken a first step before. So I hope that is helpful for any of you. If you're struggling with a space, let me know what is that space for you how are you navigating that? And do you need a little help or encouragement? Shoot me a DM at Candace Olushla on any social media platform. You can go to my website, www.firstbustle.com. And let's connect. Let's see how we can collab. Let's see how we can encourage each other. I'm proud of all other content creators out there doing their thing. You guys are inspirations to me. So I appreciate you guys for being vulnerable and paving a way for those like me to come up behind you and learn and grow from the experiences that you show to us. I hope that I can pay it forward as well. You guys, if you want to like, comment, subscribe to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Any support that you give is truly received and appreciated. So thank you guys for those who have been 
long, long haulers with me since summer of 2020. And let me know how you guys have been doing during this transition out of the pandemic, really, where I think we're getting to a great spot. At the same time, we're worried about Russia and Ukraine, as well as our gas prices, y'all. Like, maybe we should just walk. The exercise might be nice for us, actually, after sitting in our houses for a long period of time. So, (laughs) thank you guys. Take care. Stay safe. God bless. Love you guys. And we'll talk soon. Bye.